Hi there. Welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. This is Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him and Bible-based homeschooling. Okay, for anyone who follows me on Facebook, they've heard about this podcast. I don't know what it is about this podcast, but I have been trying for over two weeks to get it recorded. And every single time something either comes up or um, something goes wrong last week, the recorder wasn't working. And then just this afternoon, I was scheduled to record it and I recorded it, or at least I thought I did. I never hit the button to record it. So I just spoke to myself for half an hour and realized that it didn't work. (laughs) So here we are. I'm just guessing that God must have something in store for this because I keep pushing through no matter what, even though it hasn't worked. So we're going to talk about simple Christmas. And um, before I start, I'm going to pray because like I said, this has been such a work in progress. So Let's cover it in prayer. Dear Jesus, thank you for this time that I'm recording the podcast finally. I hit the button. Thank you that um, you've given me the opportunity to um, have people hear what I say. Let every single word that comes from my mouth be what you want me to say. Um, it's all about you, not about me. Um, help me as I help people to focus on you during this season. In Jesus' name. All right, so today we're going to talk on this episode about Simple Christmas and how we can um, focus ourselves during this season of such busyness and obviously materialism and commercialism and how we can really focus on doing things that matter. Um, if you follow my blog, Simply Living for Him, you know the tagline is having less and doing more. And that really applies at this Christmas season, having less stuff and doing more real things, real things that matter. And uh, as we're raising our children and if we're homeschooling them, we're trying to keep them focused on God every single day. And at this Christmas season, it's sort of ironic because the season is all about Jesus and it's all about God and the world completely distracts us from that. So it's kind of unusual that what we're actually celebrating, and and we're here to celebrate Jesus, um, we actually get distracted by the world and by all the other things that take precedence sometimes over the true meaning of the season. So how can we help our kids and our families and ourselves to keep our focus on where it needs to be, yet still enjoy the season, still... Um, <clears throat> you know, do the traditions and have, you know, fun things, but it is not um, at all taken away by gifts and presents and running around and um, Pinterest. We're going to talk about Pinterest, of course. How can we not on a topic like this? Um, So how do we keep it simple? Obviously, anybody who follows me on my blog, Simply Living for Him or Bible-Based Homeschooling, you know what I'm going to say. The number one thing we should be doing every single day of our life, and even more so at Christmas time, is being in the Word. How can we walk with God if we don't listen to Him? And we get close to Him and we listen to Him when we are studying His Word. And there's uh, no better time than Christmas time to be getting even closer to Him. We should be anticipating the arrival of our Savior and how exciting that is. 
And reading through the Bible at this time is so important, more important than baking the cookies, more important than shopping, more important than all of those Christmas parties, because that's really where or what we're celebrating. That's where it is. It's right there in the Bible. So every single day we should be in the word, spending time alone with God and with our children being in the word and pointing them to him. We want to keep Christmas simple, but I don't, you know, when I say simple Christmas, there's really nothing simple about the Christmas message. In fact, it's quite extraordinary. When you think about it, that God came down to earth as this little baby and he lived and ultimately died for us to save us from our sins. It's extraordinary. So I don't want to take away from Christmas when I say simple Christmas, because by no, by no means is Christmas, the message of Christmas, anything but simple. It's not simple. It is extraordinary. It is wonderful. And it is so exciting. And it's a big, huge deal. But when I say simple Christmas, it's really going back to, you know, what, what it was like when we were kids. We didn't have our parents on Pinterest trying to make the best treats for us or the best goodie bags for a Christmas party or the best, you know, theme for a Christmas party. It's gotten so out of hand and it totally distracts us from what we're supposed to be doing at Christmas time. Christmas time is about celebrating that extraordinary gift, that extraordinary gift of Jesus. It is so not about having the perfect cookie or the perfect um, wrapping paper or the perfect Christmas party or the perfect present. We have the ultimate present in Jesus, the ultimate gift. So when I talk about keeping it simple, it's really talking about getting rid of all the distractions that are taking away from the purpose of the season. And for those of us who homeschool, I know most of my readers do homeschool, but many of them don't. So this can apply to, you know, to anybody, whether you homeschool or not. But for those of us who homeschool, we kind of um, keep our lessons at this time of the year focused on the season. It's a, it's a time of year where you can sort of take a deep breath. We've gotten through the first few months and we can um, sit back and lessen the load on the academics a little bit and um, really focus on the meaning of the season. Several years ago, we did a uh, whole year of using the Bible as our main textbook. And when we got to December, we sort of put aside our regular Bible study and we just studied Jesus's birth and his life. And we really got into the prophecies that were fulfilled at Christmas. And that was really amazing to dig deep and look at those things. So that's something you can do, whether you're homeschooling your children or not, that's something you can do um, as a family, uh, is have that kind of a Bible study during the month of December. Christmas time for different families can mean so many different things. It can mean stress. It can mean um, overload on sometimes, you know, the uh, attitude of greed gets out of hand. Um, Several years ago, my husband lost his job a few months before Christmas, and that year we were forced to really keep it simple and focused and not spend a ton of money and not have a lot of gifts, and um, it ended up being one of the most special times because we were sort of forced to get rid of those worldly extras. 
and to truly focus. And one tradition, Christmas, I was going to say to keep it simple, it's very, I think, important to children to have traditions handed down. I know for me, the most important things I remember about Christmas time when I was little are those traditions. We had a tradition of always going to pick out an ornament every year. My sister and I, my parents would take us to a Christmas store every year, and that was one of our traditions. It was something we looked forward to. It was a constant. And <clears throat> I continue to do that with my children. And, um, it, it's like, it becomes like a living history testimony on that Christmas tree of our life. Because what we do is our children each year will pick out an ornament that's special to them and, um, we'll put the name of the child on it somewhere, their initials and the date. So every year when we pull out the previous ornaments, it's like we go through this little timeline of their life. We look at, you know, when my daughter was a baby and she picked out her little big bird ornament. And then when she was playing violin, when she was seven, eight years old, there's a violin ornament. And when my boys were doing baseball, there's a baseball ornament. And some years they don't even make sense. It's just like the silly owl, you know, <laughs> but who knows why they picked it, but that's what they picked that year. But every year we can look back and go, oh yeah, remember that? So the year that my husband was um, laid off from his job, we didn't make, we didn't buy ornaments. The children made them. So each year since that, it's so special to me when I open up the ornaments and I see the homemade little Lego baby Jesus that they made in this little cradle of sticks and the little homemade, you know, angel that was made that year. Because it's a reminder of where we were and where, how far we've come and what God has done. So it's a living testimony. Those ornaments, it's more than just, you know, picking out an ornament for the tree because it's fun. It's It becomes a living testimony of where we were in our life and where we've come and um, what God has done. So that's a really fun tradition to start. And I plan on giving those ornaments to my children when they get married. I still have all of my ornaments from when I was... Um, a baby right on up until I was an adult. My mom gave me the ornaments when I got married. So it's fun to even show my kids like this was my first ornament. So that's a fun little tradition that we do. Another um, really fun way, simple, 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 doesn't cost a thing to keep uh, the focus on, um, like I said, doing more and having less stuff and uh, focusing on people and on relationships and on sharing God's love is praying over your Christmas cards. And you can do that various ways. You can um, pray, you know, if you're sending out Christmas cards every year, and I'll have to, I have to um, speak up here and say, and be real, you know, keeping it real. I don't know if we're sending out Christmas cards this year because we just moved two weeks ago. And so you could imagine all the chaos that's been going on. And it's just something that just might not happen this year, you know, and that's okay. I'm sure my family and friends will give me lots of grace if I don't have that card sent out this year. And there's no stress. It's like, you know what, if we can do it, we do it. And if not, we don't. And that's okay. Um, but what I was going to say is when other years, when we've had um, done our Christmas cards, you can either... Pray for each family as you are writing out the card. You can pray um, as a family or you can just pray yourself over each family. But when those Christmas starts, Christmas cards start coming in the mail, 
you and your children can pray over each family as they come in. You can also display the Christmas cards as you get them, and each day you can choose one family to pray for as a family. You can pray for all the families. But it's a really uh, nice way to teach our children, number one, about prayer and about praying for others. And obviously all these people are getting prayed for. And then even after Christmas, you can keep those cards, put them in a little file box or a little shoe box or whatever, and pull them out and pray for one of those families all throughout the year. And think of all the praying that you can do for your loved ones and intentionally praying. So we've done that in the past. And, you know, it's just such a great way to take the focus off of ourselves and put it on others and bless those families with our prayers. Um, so that's a really good tradition that is, like I said, uh, simple doesn't cost a thing, and it's truly meaningful. We do lots of um, traditions that, you know, they're simple and they don't cost a thing. We always drive around. We pick one night a year and we drive around and we look at the Christmas lights in the neighborhoods. And what we do is we make it fun. We have the kids get in their pajamas and we bring hot cocoa in the car and cookies and listen to Christmas carols, and we drive around, and we look at all the uh, neighborhoods, and um, some of them go really all out with their decorations. And we talk about which ones we think are the nicest, and it's just, it's a lot of fun, and it's something the kids look forward to every year. It doesn't cost a thing. Um, <clears throat> there's also doing random acts of kindness, and I've seen a lot of that going around the Internet. It's been growing more and more, you know, about... Um, doing random acts of kindness at Christmas time. And I think it's fabulous. The only thing you need to be cautious of is it doesn't get out of hand. Like, <laughs> you know, we make everything so complicated. Like, it has to be this big deal. And random acts of Christmas kindness, are, that's, that's really all it is, is random acts of Christmas kindness, showing somebody that little extra at this time of year. Um, so what we've done in the past is we will make a bunch of cookies or fudge and make up some little plates and wrap them up and bring them to people. And for instance, the one year we brought them to our local library and we gave a platter to the librarian and one to the children's librarian. And you know, as homeschoolers, we're in the library quite often. I feel like we abuse our privilege sometimes. <laughs> we take out so many books at once and interloan library. I'm always requesting books. So that one year I remember thinking, boy, those librarians really work hard and they're always getting books for me and they know me now as, you know, probably that mom with all those kids and all those books. But um so we brought a platter to the librarian and I can still remember the look on her face. It's something I would never forget. She almost looked scared, like like she couldn't understand why we were giving her a platter of cookies. And I said, you know, I just want to say thank you that you work really hard and, and we love using the library and Merry Christmas. And she just looked at me and was like, really? Thank you. It was like no one had ever thanked her for her job before. So not only did the kids realize that, you know, it's it's a nice thing to do at Christmas time to sort of surprise somebody that way, what we also did was we made up a little card to share the gospel message so that whoever we practiced a random act of Christmas kindness on 
we also made sure that if they weren't a Christian, they heard the good news because that's what Christmas is all about. Christmas is about God coming down to the earth to save people from their sins. And we want to share that with others. So here we are sharing a little bit of God's love in a practical way by doing something kind and then giving them the most important thing that you can give someone at Christmas is the gospel. So we made up these little cards and um, we I have them actually available on my website. They're free. You know, you can print them out. Um, they're on simplylivingforhim.com. You can just search for uh, Christmas kindness tags, or I, I believe they're under the tab for free resources at the top of the homepage. Um, or just make up your own, and they don't have to be some fancy anything. You know, just make something really simple that shares the message. So we attached that to the cards, um, to the platters of cookies that we gave out. We also that year... We gave um, presents to the mailman and the UPS man. We gave little gift cards to Amazon. And I remember feeling like, boy, that UPS man is really busy at our house this year. He's constantly delivering boxes. Um, so we gave him a little gift card for all his hard work. And in it, we included one of those tags, um, and it shared the gospel. And I just hope that, you know, if he wasn't a Christian, he walked away and he said, wow, I don't get gift cards often or, you know, this message. So we just hope that it was meaningful to the person we gave it to. What we also did was go to the dollar store with some extra dollars and we stuck them in various places. Like in the kids section, we would put a few dollars scattered throughout where we thought a child might be looking for a toy. And we also attached the tag there. <clears throat> And it would just, you know, say again, this is a random act of kindness and we're doing this to share God's love. And it has a little poem. And like I said, you can find it on my website. Um, and I think also that year too, our grocery store requires you to put a quarter in the cart in order to take it. So we would put a bunch of quarters in the carts. And so this way nobody would need to put a quarter in. And we attached the little tags to the quarter. Another, I mean, to the cart. Another really cool thing is if you're going to the drive-thru for Dunkin' Donuts or Starbucks, getting your morning coffee, pay for the person behind you and ask the cashier to give them the tag. Say, I'd like to pay for the person behind me. And if you could give this card to them, it'll explain why. I mean, these are really just so simple and Kids love this stuff. They get so excited, like, let's do another one. Let's go bless someone else. Kids thrive on that stuff. They love it. So take advantage of that. And it totally helps keep your um, your eyes off yourself and on other people. Another thing my daughter did this year just on her own, which was, again, super simple, not found on Pinterest, no, no stress. She just said, I'm going to make us an advent calendar. And it was very simple on a board. She took green uh, squares of paper and actually shaped them into a Christmas tree, numbering 1 to 25. And I have a picture of that on my website as well, um, if you just search for uh, Advent Calendar. And um, inside each piece of paper, instead of like a little gift, uh, like a traditional Advent Calendar, she wrote um, an activity that we could do an activity for the family or um, a personal activity. For example, some of them said, you know, do someone else's chores for the day. 
One of them said, make someone a card. One of them said, you know, read Bible verses about snow, uh, pray for someone, help mommy or daddy out today, um, bake cookies together, watch a Christmas movie together. So they were various things like that. And um, it was just another great way that it wasn't about gifts. It was just about doing things, you know, having less because we, we really could not need any more little trinkets in our house or uh, any more clutter. We just moved. I've purged. We're down to a very little bit amount. I don't want to bring too much stuff back into this house. So a traditional advent calendar with little gifts or candy, you know, it's it's fine, but there's a great um, thing to be said about doing things, you know, getting actively doing things for people. That is so much more than little gifts. Um, so focusing on the simple, like I said, these are just a few ideas that uh, our family has done to keep it simple. We've also done in the past the three gift rule. You know, Jesus got three gifts, so our children would get three major gifts. And then, um, you know, they would get little stocking stuffers and things like that. But, you know, between four kids, that's 12 things right there that we had to buy. Then plus all the stocking stuffers. Talk about clutter. That ends up being a lot of stuff. And I don't like the feeling of buying things just to buy it because it's Christmas and you feel like you have to. Um, my kids are very fortunate. They have grandparents that are close by. Their grandparents can spoil them all they want. That's fine. But, you know, we don't, I, I just, I don't want to um, give them things just because that's what I'm supposed to do. I want them to be meaningful things, things they need. And then, of course, a few things for fun. This year, we're not actually doing the three gifts necessarily because I find that there's sort of a lot of little things I do want to like give them that they need. Or since we just moved, my daughter's fixing up her room, you know, so little things. So it's not necessarily that we're not doing the three, the, just the three gifts. It's just that I just feel like it's okay to give them a few more if they're just little meaningful and things that they need. I don't want to become legalistic and be like, it has to be three gifts. Cause I was sort of getting that way. So, um, you know, we're just, we're just giving what we feel is appropriate. And that is really what you need to do for your family is just decide, you know, how can we not foster too much greediness? And I've said to my kids so much in the past few weeks, we've just moved and we've just moved into what is really our dream house. And if anybody's been following me on the blog for a while, you know, this has been a long time coming. We were supposed to move last year and it fell through and it's a whole big thing. But um, I just keep looking around and saying to my kids, Christmas, we've got it already. We've got everything. We've had our prayers answered. We have a beautiful house. It's in the country. It's what we've always wanted. We have land. We have a barn. We don't need another thing, you know? So we're really trying to um, not foster too much of that greediness. Of course, Christmas is about celebrating the greatest gift of all. And that's okay to be excited and give gifts at Christmas time. I'm not saying no gifts. It's just really trying not to foster that greed. And I'll say this to the moms, you know, avoid Pinterest if it's just a trap for you right now. And I always talk about Pinterest. Um, I have a love-hate relationship with Pinterest. You know, of course I love it for the great recipes and ideas and things like that. But oh my word, information overload. It's so 
hard to look at it sometimes. It's just like I can't even comprehend all the things I see. And I can imagine for some people it causes a great deal of struggle. And it makes you feel like, well, I can't just make the usual chocolate chip cookies or, you know, peanut butter cookies at Christmas time because look at all those great ideas on Pinterest. And people are making like, you know, these elaborate Rice Krispie treats that look like snowmen or I don't, I mean, that's probably not even elaborate anymore, but <laughs> there's even more elaborate things. But um it's not about that. Kids don't care that we have the most fancy recipes. I mean, looking back, right? I just want my grandma's peanut butter chocolate, I mean, uh, chocolate chip cookies, the Nestle Toll House chocolate chip cookies. I, those remind me of her. And, you know, just the plain old peanut butter cookies with the Hershey Kiss in the middle. I'm good with old school. That's me, you know. I don't need all this extra fluffy Pinterest-style stuff because it can really weigh you down, and it totally takes our focus off what we need to be doing. And you know, something else that struck me this week, and I wrote about it on my Bible-based homeschooling um, Facebook page, if you if you follow me over there, Bible-based homeschooling, I was just thinking about how even with the Bible, it can become um, almost like we're distracted today from actually just spending time in the Word and reading the Bible because there's so much information out there. And I had said on my Facebook page, and I don't remember the quote exactly, but it was, um, you know, reading about the Bible is not the same as reading the Bible. And blogs and articles and books about how other people study the Bible those are all great resources, but we shouldn't spend more time reading those than our actual time in the Word. And that's convicting even to myself many times, because I'm, I'm always looking for different resources and things to help in my homeschool and to help teach my kids the Bible, when, you know, we just need to open up the Bible and spend time intimately with God in His Word and be still and let Him speak to us. And that is when we are transformed. His power is what transforms us, not what everybody else is doing or what every other book says. So, I mean, even Pinterest has all those things for, you know, the best Bible study, how to study the Bible and um, all these different techniques and different ways and different printables and things like that, when really you just need to sit down and spend time with God. And at this Christmas time, I would hope that we could all do that. Spend time with our families with God. Sit down and read the Bible as a family. There does not have to be an elaborate activity. There doesn't have to be an elaborate unit study. There doesn't have to be a big elaborate um, system for how we're doing this. We just need to sit down, spend time with God, let Him transform us, and focus on what this Christmas is about, that Jesus was born for us. And I think Satan wants nothing more than to, to distract us from that truth. He wants us to covet and he wants us to run around busy, especially at this time of year. He doesn't want us focusing on that baby in the manger. He wants us focusing on ourselves. And we shouldn't be doing that at Christmas time. We should be focusing on that baby in the manger. And there is no elaborate way to do that. It's just about prayer and reading the Bible, being with your family, knowing him, and then going and making him known to a dark world. Bring that light 
into this dark world. Practice random acts of kindness. And you know what? You don't even need to leave the little card that says you did it. You just need to do it and show people God's love. Be a light in this dark world. And I think even with this podcast, I kept saying, wow, something keeps going wrong. And that's, you know, I'm just going to not do this podcast. Every time I try to record it, something goes wrong. And today, when I did the whole thing for like half an hour, talking to myself here, and it didn't record, even my son said to me, Mom, I think God doesn't want you to do that podcast. And I said, you know what? That may be true. And if he doesn't want me to, he will stop it. I have no doubt. There's nothing I can do for him, you know, if he's going to stop it. But I'm going to try one more time because I really think that Satan doesn't want me to talk about God and doesn't want me to have people focusing on him. This is his season and our world has taken away from his season. We cannot let that happen. Every time we get stressed and we start running around busy and saying, oh, I'm so busy, I'm so busy. That is not what God wants. This is the season of anticipation, the Advent season of anticipation of what God does for his people by sending his son. And when we start complaining and say, oh, the Christmas season is so busy. Oh, it's so busy. I have so much to do. My to-do list, my to-do list. I don't think that's pleasing to God. This is his season of joy. So let's celebrate that joy together. Let's focus on him. Every time we start to get busy, say that doesn't honor God. It doesn't honor God when I start complaining about the Christmas season. No, we don't want to do that. So let's keep it simple. And like I said, the message of Christmas is not simple at all. It is extraordinary. But let's not let ourselves get distracted by all the other things that will take away from the true meaning of Christmas. There's loads of out of ideas out there that you can do with your family to keep it simple. And there's loads of ideas out there that you can do with your family that are going to make it elaborate. In the end, the focus needs to be on God. And you know what? Once you are doing that and you wake up in the morning and you're truly focused on him and you're reading his word, the rest will follow. You're not going to feel the need to do all that other stuff. You're going to be so content and satisfied in him and his gift that all the other things will be extra, but they won't be necessary. So keep it simple this Christmas. Enjoy your family. Have less. Do more. Um, I enjoyed finally getting this podcast out there. Like I said, I just wanted to encourage you in this message about um, really focusing on Jesus this season. I invite you to um, follow me on my blogs at simplylivingforhim.com and biblebasedhomeschooling.com. Uh, I have a very active uh, Facebook page for both of those sites. Simply Living for Him is more of just my heart, and it's me usually just giving my thoughts and talking about how to live a simple life and declutter and focus on Jesus every day and how to limit distractions in our life every day. And um, 
Bible-based homeschooling is my site where I share all about Christian homeschooling and I share lots of resources on there that I find each day. I share sales and freebies and lots of things that would help anybody who is trying to homeschool with a biblical basis. So feel free to follow me over there. Send me a message. I love to hear from you guys. I love to hear from my readers. Um, and I look forward to seeing you all soon uh, over in the blogosphere. And I thank you for listening. And I just wish you blessings and joy on this journey.